This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Everybody, it's Dale Jr. with another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks to Hopeless Records for today's theme song. That was Miles Apart by The Dangerous Summer. And with me as usual is co-host Tyler Overstreet. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Tyler? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. We also have in the studio Mike Davis. What's up? What's wrong with your voice, Mike? <laughs> Jeez. It's gone. What this is what happens when you have to take phone calls from every TV producer in America, calling to get Dale Jr. on their interview. What, what, Jr. goes out, starts tweeting stuff, starts making himself into the political conversation, and now I have lost my voice because of all the conversations I've had just yeah. on Monday. Well, I hope it I hope it comes back, man. It sounds painful. I do too. What do you have planned on the Twitter this I don't, week? I'm I'm gonna t- kind of take a break, go back to <laughs> gifts and jokes. There you go. Yeah, uh, gifts are good. People yeah. love gifts. I got a little carried away this weekend, and I think uh, Amy didn't go. She had a uh, she had a conflict of her schedule, and she's actually with her family visiting in Texas now. And so I think that maybe I don't know what to do with myself when I'm not <laughs> when she's not around. So are you? trying to subtly blame her for your I'm actions not. no 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 see i'm trying i was trying not, exactly what i was trying not to do i was trying to say that i need to do better yes like when she is not around right. i just kind of she keeps you level-headed she's uh she's like my rev limiter yeah he needs to know how to act when he's on his own yes yeah, mm. yeah so that was uh it's, it was a busy weekend though yes look i got a question sure is this what we can expect from retirement, Dale? Like moving forward, like mm. you. I don't what, know if I could keep up this pace. This is yeah. this is the ornery old man. Yeah. If I ever saw one, this is uh, everybody is saying at the racetrack that they're calling. They're they're saying that my uh, my give a damn's gone this year. Oh, it is. That's like I was. I was thinking. I thought to myself. I, I said, didn't feel like if I changed. ever wondered when of the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour where Junior would quit giving a damn. Yeah. It was New Hampshire. (laughs) Which is weird because, like, I spend all this time with him, and then it's like, normal Dale, normal Dale. And then you'll see this tweet go out, and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I thought we were good. It did not actually start with a tweet. It actually started with a press conference, his weekly media availability. Yeah. Yeah. And I was watching it, and I was cracking up. At the hat or the musket or what? No, no, not even that. (laughs) And that was funny, right? That was funny. Um, I was like, Oh my God, Dale's going to be so mad about that. But no. actually, he wasn't. But I took it. I I was so excited about the musket. To be honest with you, I couldn't believe it. I thought, man, I'm just going to. Um, okay, so honest to God, I feel <laughs> terrible saying this. They the the Patriots come out, and I'm like, I don't understand. You know, they're giving me the Patriots. I don't. I thought football team initially, and then I see the the actual Patriots come out, and I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be. Are they going to do some kind of dance or something? <laughs> then they gave me a hat, and I was like, well, okay, it's just it's a hat. I'm sure there was something else coming, and, and assuming maybe a charitable uh, portion to it, which did end up being on the tail end. Uh, but then the musket came out, and I'm like, wow, 
you know, I've told everybody that in lieu of gifts, like to to do some charitable stuff that'll right. help in the community. And uh, but I'll be honest, y'all, the musket was really cool. Uh, okay. I tried to tell Amy. I said, "You got to see this freaking musket. I can't wait to bring it home. We're gonna hang it on the wall somewhere." And she said, "No." I was like, well, you got to see it first. So I brought it home. She had no idea what to expect. This thing's like seven foot tall. So I showed it to her. She was really impressed, but I don't. I still don't think she wants to put it up anywhere. Is it heavy? Uh, yeah, it's a real deal. It came yeah. in like a Handmade, huge box. Very big, yeah. heavy wooden box. It was nice. I was stunned. The part that stunned me was that you put the hat on. I know. Uh, me too. I could not believe. It was like a costume party. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, it. oh, no. These photos are yeah. going to be there forever. You know when the the – the old joke about um, when, when what what age do does a man just stop looking both ways before he backs out of his driveway? You know these uh, the old guys joke. Yeah. So yeah. I'm at that point no, in my life. No, no, yeah, no doubt about it. You I'm are. at that point in my li- I'm at that point in my life where yeah, I'll put that hat on. What the yeah, hell? Yeah. Uh, and and that ain't all you did. I mean, like it was the hat, but then the press conference started, and they asked you about a topic that you really kind of started talking about on the download last week yeah and that was the victory burnouts i can't talk god this is terrible you sound amazing shut up i it, uh, we'll it's get okay you to sing. It, it's working is it okay yeah. we'll get so, you to sing miles apart on the outro <laughs> god that'll be awful but okay you were you went off again well the thing that i think um like you went right at nascar yeah and i worry about so I worry about the drivers, my my peers in NASCAR, upsetting them because I'd done that in the past with uh, some of the comments I made at uh, Watkins Glen upset some of the drivers, and I hated that. Um, the uh, the thing that I think we have to remind people is that we have a media availability every week, and if I and I go in there and I get asked whatever the hot topic is, and I uh, I answered, and that was the one question I got that got a lot of traction and I am very passionate about it. Uh, at any time, at no time do I feel like I'm actually making accusations that people are do or people are cheating. I, I just feel like that there's a, a small integ- integrity issue in the post race process. Right. And we saw a, and this pat this past weekend, we saw this incredible example of one car, the 24, being uh, being penalized and teched uh, properly or, but you know, strictly, which I'm for strict and, and fair penalty. And especially when you get caught doing it on TV, right. that ought to, you know. Yeah, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. <laughs> right. But here's a guy that finished, didn't win the race, but he's getting held accountable. And the winner rolls by everyone on pit road. With the rear tires blowed out and the rear quarter panels bent up and the and more than likely the wheel tubs taken out of the car or damaged, and it cannot at this point go th- be held accountable at this, to the same standard because of that. So I wanted to try. I, maybe I didn't make it clear. Maybe I did, but I wanted to make sure that people understand that there's. I'm not saying hey, everybody that does a burnout and blows the tires is cheating. Right. But I think that NASCAR has an integrity issue in the process that they could they could look take a look at, and they did say that this is not a new conversation, which it's not. Something I've, I've felt this way for years, and we saw after the race, Kyle Pe- uh, Kyle Busch did a burnout, celebrated without blowing the tires out. 
I actually text him. He didn't blow the tires out. No, I actually text him last night. I said, I heard that you didn't blow the tires out. Is that true? He said, yeah, I didn't do it. Um, I said, well, I just wanted to make sure before I went on my podcast and, and said that. And uh, so he can, he proved right there, you can celebrate, give the fans a show, show your enthusiasm and excitement, and still be able to be held to the same standard in the integrity of the inspection process as anyone else, second, third, and fourth. So I was uh, that was all I was saying. Just you know, make a small adjustment to keep them from blowing the tires. I know that uh, some guys. I think that, for example, the um, some guys do it, and it happens maybe accidentally. Maybe it isn't intentional, but it is. Uh, it's hard for me to see a guy be held to the standard the twenty four was when the winners rolling into Victor Lane in the shape that he was. Those two things, I think, need to. They need to bridge that gap a little bit, um, but yeah, that was a uh, busy. Well, I think they got the message, minutes. didn't they? Well, yeah. Did you on the twenty-four deal? Do you think that his penalty would have been happened or been as severe if not for social media? Well, oh well, his oh. a lot of people didn't feel like his penalty was severe enough. I mean, that there's a there's a big conversation about. Uh, I think that Newman said the numbers didn't add up. That was his quote. Uh, a lot of people are comparing. What does that mean? Well, a lot of people are comparing the penalty for maybe the eleven car. It. I got it. Yeah. You know, so they're just there's a lot there's a big conversation there about um, if the penalties are the same, fair, what have you. You know, I lay I leave that up to NASCAR to decide how to penalize, how much to penalize. <laughs> until but, you don't agree with it. Well, yeah, of course, until <laughs> it's you, until it's me. Um, <laughs> But the one thing that I think is uh, interesting is that it did play out on social media. It NASCAR did. might not want to believe it or admit to it, but social media, it was a public jury or public detectives, whatever you want to call. It definitely played a factor. It did play a factor. That well, opens up. But, but I heard that that whole thing was first discovered on Reddit. Right, Reddit. NASCAR Reddit. Some people say, and then some people will say that other teams were sending in the photos. I mean, I'm sure it was both happening, but right. if it's just the teams, I don't know. Like, if all these fans are, uh, I, yeah, I think I believe. Regard, I, I think regardless of what the truth is, the fans' perception is that social media drove yeah. a lot of that, and that will create more of that. Like, you right. know, uh, armchair detectives. You're going to see. A lot of fans sharing and and chatting and discussing about things that they see that that they would you know they're going to be calling out teams and cars once they get their you know they get their hands on this on these photos and, and during races and so forth they're going to see things so this is going to be this has opened up a whole new can of worms that I think will be interesting to see how that fo- that plays out don't you I, I think that this yeah. now this well. is the start of something. Uh, Really big with the fans, social media, holding people accountable. I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's fascinating. I mean, I think this happens in golf too. Like right? people will call oh, yeah. in violations. Great example. So it's similar to that. Yeah, it is. I don't. It, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to because you can look at high res images. Sure, it's not hard to find them. Right. So it's pretty. If somebody wants to look and be a detective yeah. and find something, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it and plays I think, out. I think um, for me, it's not surprising, or maybe not that crazy, because 
studying photos is an old art form or an old habit right yeah to race teams i mean we teams and crew chiefs and engineers have studied photos of cars for a very long time we look at photos of our own car so we can better understand how our splitter looks or whether we're too high too low they look at photos of the cars during the race to understand hey do we need to pull some packer or is the car on the splitter too hard this is a you know staring at high res photos of race cars has been going on for a really long time, and you you know you do it for a million different reasons. But um, and now I think it's just kind of transitioning into the fan base, and they're having access to that, and they're using it, and they're they're this is a great case of that. But I think it's going to be interesting how that goes forward into the next several years. <clears throat> well, Dale Jr. wasn't done he was only beginning <laughs> yeah you have to have a story for each day of the week so. i mean that was friday <laughs> saturday <laughs> then came around yeah and then there was this little situation with joey logano and i'm you know at home and i see the tweet yeah. and i'm like oh my gosh what is this do you care to explain yeah sure. let, 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 let's do this tyler tell us exactly what happened with joey logano yeah, explain where what, well, what's going yeah, on. Let's set, set some context here. So he during qualifying or prior to qualifying, every team goes through tech. His car did not pass tech inspection. They they must have gone through what three or four times, and he didn't get on the track to qualify. So to penalize him, NASCAR says, "Okay, you're going to sit out the entire 50 minute final practice on Saturday." Which there's two practices. There's a morning practice that was at nine. Then I think the final practice was 11.30 to 12.20. So they said his penalty is to sit out this practice, but literally he has to get in his car, fire suit, helmet, everything, drive down to the end of pit road and sit there for 50 minutes. <laughs> and it was it was pretty warm. Yeah. So just sitting there. All right, so I hear and this. His, and his wife is delivering water yeah. to him. Yeah. So this – and. The, you know, obviously, car drivers having to sit on pit road, being penalized a portion of practice is nothing new. We all have had to do it at some time. I believe I have to actually do it at Dover. Yes, I think so. Oh. Well, we're we're waiting to see, but we may have like a fifteen to thirty minute on hold. pit road. Yes. Yeah, like is, we went to. I think this has happened on a couple occasions yeah. to every driver. Every yeah. like this past weekend, there were like fifteen cars out there during yeah. happy hour for fifteen minutes. Man, I, I didn't know that. I always knew that you would have to start practice late. No, uh, yeah, that's what it is. You go out on pit I road, know, but and wait. I didn't know you would wait on pit road. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. All it's, right. So that's oh so, okay. So yes, if you're if you're if you get a fifteen minute penalty, you serve it on pit road. Okay. Joey's added up to an entire practice. So they made him serve it on pit road, just like the rest of us. I was blown. I was surprised because it was the entire practice. He wasn't going to get to run a lap. He wasn't going to get to pull off pit road and and finish practice. So I was thinking, why not just keep him in the garage? They're wanting to include the driver in the punishment. So this was their way of making Joey understand and be part of the the punishment. So he he was a wit, you know he was there and 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 accountable to the punishment. I thought you know well you know they could have the driver sign autographs at the next race for 50 minutes during happy hour or or not during happy hour but during Saturday sometime when they you know use their time more wisely and put the car in the garage under a car cover so the team can't work on it. They don't want the team to be able to 
utilize that practice time. So that's why the car's out on pit road. The driver's in it, so he's part of the process and the penalty. But anyways, when I heard about this, I couldn't believe it. I, so I text Joey. I said, Joey, is this true? I can't believe it. And he goes, yes, it's true. And so my head exploded, and then I sent that tweet. So I regret using the F word. That was pretty um, immature <laughs> uh, and regrettable. Uh, not Why is that? I, you know, you, I just don't not... think you need to cuss to get your point across. And a lot of times when you do cuss, your point gets lost. Yeah. I think when you when you know, we, a lot we do that in argument and discussion and debate, you get it gets heated. You start cussing, and the cussing shuts down the person who's listening to you, or you won't that person you want to listen to you tunes you right out. So I think that I you know, and and it's just not a good look on yeah. on social media. So it's regret regrettable. But anyhow, but you're also not a guy that deletes tweets because I that, did not delete. No, yet. no, no. But I don't. I don't think you delete tweets, do you? I have had to delete a few, but... Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I just figured, like, you know, you bring more attention to it when you delete it. I agree with that, too. Anyways, okay, but, keep going. But, um, hold another conversation. Yeah, it is. When do you delete a tweet? I, uh... Next week on the Dale Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. And, and, it, and I think that with everything going on the day before with the burnouts... I don't know. Everything was on a heightened alert and energy level. That whole weekend, something in the air just was driving a lot of... <laughs> uh, it was just driving a lot of sort of conversation and, and hot topics, and it just was snowballing uh, for me, my emotions and everything going on in my Man. mind. and When Amy's not there, yeah, boy, he I just mean, unravels. She's got she to be there now. she got to be there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but really, I mean, like... I just think that, well, I, you know, I think that it it could have been... It, it just, personally, and I know this is not... I, I feel like that this is hard to believe, but maybe people don't believe this, or the maybe NASCAR doesn't under, feel this way, but I care about the way the sport looks, and I do. care about the health of the sport. I care... When I say the health of the sport, I mean the success the that, that that the people perceive us a certain way and when we do things like that it's like step back and i was like hey why are we doing this this looks stupid i get punishing joey punish him but we don't have to put it on front page right in front of everybody in practice while we're on tv you know this is going to be it was public shaming yes that's what it was and and to be honest with you exactly it looks like the 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 uh, contention here was in the optics of it, and what's fascinating to me, as I was observing from my home, was that NASC the optics were exactly what NASCAR was going for, and exactly what you had a problem with. So it wasn't difference of philosophies, as much as it was like they it was a public shaming, and you did not agree with the public shaming part of that, yeah. and the, the way that looked. And I think that that that's exactly what NASCAR was trying to achieve is like look. You know, the driver doesn't get to just retreat into their motor home right. and skip their practice and enjoy their have life off, yeah. and have a day off. No, you've got to be punished with your team as a as a as an example of, sure. of what not to do. And I'll tell I'll tell you, like, and and you use the word punish. Um, Joey told me 
that he would have rather been outside the car doing something productive with his time that would help the sport. He would rather have been in the grandstand signing autograph or doing something that would would utilize his time properly, help the sport. Uh, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, he doesn't get to go, you know, lounge around and eat ice cream or whatever NASCAR thinks he was going to do um, instead. Uh, but he, you know, he ends up sitting there sort of twiddling his thumbs and not getting a message that, NASCAR wants him to get. NASCAR wants him to learn a lesson from this. I don't believe that he, you know, that registered in, in any way with Joey, nor nor would it with me in that circumstance. But do they really think that making the driver sit out there is going to piss them off, and then they're going to be like, "Hey, do what you got to do to get this car through tech." Yeah, they. Th- I, I was. I, I'm. I don't. I think that that's what they believe that we're, you know the driver's going to get angry and go back to the crew and the crew chief and say, "Don't make me sit out there again." Um, some drivers may feel like they can do that. I, I personally wouldn't do that. That wouldn't, that's not my, in my nature to go, Hey, Greg, dang it. You know, I want Greg to try to get everything he can get. Right. Every team in that garage is being super aggressive with the rule book in every area that they can find to get an advantage in speed and performance. And I want my team doing the same (laughs) thing. If I have to miss practice a time or two uh that's part of the process that's part of just trying to get everything you can but i also think nascar is going to take a look at this as well they talked about after the fact uh that maybe they'll do it a little differently next time uh i could have handled that differently i could have went into the holler and shared my views instead of going across social media and and taking it there it's not it wasn't really necessary that i go on social media and hammer on nascar two days in a row (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, the, the, then the reason why I say that is because that's what my father would have done. My father would have went into the holler and said, hey, guys, I want to have a conversation about this. Um, and it worked, you know. And, and other drivers, you know, it wasn't just dad. It'd be, any, you know, other drivers with the same opinion would go in there. And uh, that's the way things were done back in the uh, back in that time. And I still think that that's a way that things can still be done, but social media is so easy, man. Wait, social media and you get sucked is sucked right in. Is sort of the modern day hauler. I mean, in a way, well, it's just so much more. It public. is useful. It is public. Plus, like with the the Chase Elliott, like, oh, he's cheating, he's cheating. You yeah. get the fans piling on too, and they but at the seem, same time, they the, seem to like. Crumble yeah. when the fans are that, like, and that worries me a little bit. To well, be honest right, with you. yeah. Like, like I get that you were back going back to something you were addressing at the beginning of, you know, that we're in this new era where fans almost have a role in policing the yeah. sport. That's also a scary precedent because of how nobody is actually it's objective. It's not an objective approach. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, if if Junior Nation has uh, any say-so or feels like they have any say-so in how the sport is policed, let me tell you, Kyle Busch doesn't stand a chance of, uh, you know, getting through inspection. That's a good point. And, and, and they'll create the – I even worry about – listen, this is an extreme example, but, like, even people at the track. Like, you know, we always talk about those phantom debris cautions. Like, you just don't want to – the government, the governing body, still needs to be the governing body. Right. And if there are issues, God, I hate my voice right now because I'm getting wound up. 
And this voice don't go with well with wound up. But it's like the governing body still has to have the credibility to govern. Right. And the um and the respect to yeah. govern. Right. And I think that ultimately what came down to Dell's issues and what I'm hearing from him is that he felt like the the sport wasn't gonna be respected in the way that the, some of those decisions were being made. That's true. Go ahead. I agree with that. My my feelings about me taking the Joey Logano issue to social media is next time that happens I need to think about what I'm doing and is that making the sport reflecting no it could is that making the sport look bad yeah like you may be you're contributing to it playing out on social media which is probably but my you know me going on there and dropping an f-bomb right and calling NASCAR out drawing more attention to it was that necessary my concern is that the sport looks bad. Did I add to that? Did, you know, that's right. what I need to be a little bit better at next time. And that's why if I had sat there for about five minutes, I probably wouldn't have sent the tweet. I probably would have went into the holler and gave them my opinion in that in that manner. And it might take more than one trip to the holler, but uh, I think you can have the same impact. And that my 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 goal isn't to blast nascar and get a big old you know get a lot of laughs right yeah yeah. it's to really say hey i don't think this is great this looks silly for us let's stop doing this let's do it let's do it differently you can have that conversation behind you know closed doors in the holler but anyhow that was uh that was saturday yeah what's funny is that uh so my boy kurt colbert decided to step to retirement dale on Mm. twitter and it's funny because I was talking to Kurt yesterday and he said, could you please put out on the podcast that we're all friends here? Because apparently <laughs> fans have been going at him now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, welcome to our life, bud. Yeah. But uh, Kurt is a friend of ours and he was simply, I mean, look, he works for NASCAR. Yeah. He was like, look, you do the crime, you pay the time. Is that the saying? Yeah. I can't, I can't, it sounds it right. rhymes. It sounds like it might be the saying. Yep. Um, so uh, I think, <laughs> I was like, okay, but did everybody know that that was the crime or that that was the time you do for that crime? Right. And it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like it, I, I didn't think it was, but it sounds like they have been putting on pit road, um, just not for the full length of the yeah, practice. Yeah, that was the first time. That ever. was the first time that happened. Yeah, because we've missed, we missed qualifying twice earlier this year at Texas and Kansas, and we didn't sit out the whole time like that. Well, he fo- he failed four times. Was I it think. four? Yeah. Okay. So, God, what were they doing to fail well, four it just, times, it, dude? You, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> and this, you can take, you can, you can have the camber, you can have the toe uh, go through, and the toe's illegal on the on the left rear. Change it. Literally, go to the go to the garage and change the end of the housing to fix the toe. Go back through, and it'll show more. I mean, it's just, it's really challenging. Wasn't it that? Uh, Kentucky this weekend with the Xfinity cars, they had to hold up a blanket because the sun was glaring into the yeah. laser platform. Yeah. <laughs> was, the, oh, so it, wasn't it was making the laser platform go bonkers like it held up. Yeah. Elliot Sadler and all our guys, and he's like, "Man, this is a we're gonna miss qualifying, and this ain't our fault." Yeah, uh, they had a big, big old moving blanket to block the sun. It's a, it's a real sophisticated system, right there. Hey, easy TJ. Wow. I got a question about TJ real quick. Did you guys catch the tweet of him? I think it was about a week ago, where it was basically an advertisement for a candle, a scented candle company. That's Amy Walsh. 
That's Amy Walsh. Yes. She owns that. That's a, my question was going to be who owns that company yeah. or, or who is paying TJ to make that tweet? No, he's just being a good friend. It's uh, Amy Walsh and Travis Stock, who's okay. on our team. That's cool. Um, yeah, they started a candle company. We haven't tweeted about them, but we have a lot at my house, too. Well, Retirement Dale still might tweet about it uh, if, if, if that old candle company rubs them wrong now. If it rubs <laughs> yeah. him wrong, if it ain't sent, if it don't put out the right scent. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was Saturday. Sunday, the race happened. So then comes Monday morning. Now, this started off very interesting to me. I want to start by saying this. When Dale Jr. FaceTimes you uh, from his bed at, I don't know, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., yeah, whatever it was, 8 o'clock, well, you, you know it's going to be good. And so you hit answer, and there he is, hair going all to hell. <laughs> and, and I don't think he's ever FaceTimed me and not look like that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he may have been actually up in oh, my man, He may have just got get back from a bike ride for yeah, all I know. He jerks. And so he goes, I've done it again. Now, the thing that's funny about that is that we actually try to avoid politics, do we not? Yeah, I think somebody asked him in an interview last week, like, is there anything that you would try to avoid? And he said politics. Yeah. And I was right. like, it's just that there's no way. I hate talking politics. Of I course. don't like it. I think this is the reason why you were FaceTiming, because you were like giving me a heads up that you had just tweeted a political tweet. And so I looked at it. And when I saw it, to be honest with you, I wasn't surprised because as I had watched this whole protest stuff play out over the weekend with the NFL and then, of course, with uh, President Trump. I could tell that this was going to kind of rub you wrong because I know who Dale is. First of all, Dale aims to please people. All right. That, that's the, if I'm wrong, you can correct me, but I know you go out of your way, whether you would like to admit it or not. I to like really to please people. You like to please people and you respect people. Everybody. Okay. The second thing I knew was that when Richard Petty and Richard Childress said what they said, which they were entitled to say that, and they weren't trying to speak on behalf of the entire industry. They were speaking on behalf of themselves, right. which is fair, and, and you can do that. And I never questioned that at all. That being said, when NASCAR didn't actually put out their own statement, Richard Childress and Richard Petty's comments were basically the industry's statements for 24 hours, exactly. which carried over into Monday. Yep. And people were now taking shots at our beloved NASCAR. And when it comes down to it, it's like when, you know, somebody's talking about your mama. You take offense to it. You don't want NASCAR put in a bad light. And I knew that Dale would have a problem with that. And that's why I wasn't necessarily surprised by your tweet. Am I wrong or am I no, right? No, I think you're right. I kept seeing a lot of negativity about NASCAR on uh, social media. And it's just the same tired stigma that we've dealt with for many, many years. And right. so I didn't feel like that, you know, Richard's comments and, and Richard Petty's comments were the way the entire sport felt. I knew that that was, uh, like you said, I mean, I think that Richard was talking for himself. And through North Carolina law, they have the right to Absolutely. do the things that they said they would do. That's right. Um, and they had the right to their opinion. That's right. You know, and so I just didn't want anyone speaking for me. And I felt like that you could assume that those might be my own personal feelings as well. So I wanted to make that clear. Uh, with that said, I stand for the flag during the national anthem. Always have, always will. We have a incredibly large military presence at our races. Uh, we go above and beyond to show our patriotism and what it means to be Americans and how proud we are of that and how proud we are of the flag and, and what it stands for. So 
No surprise to me, everyone at the track stood and addressed the flag during the anthem, which I think will continue. But I also understand that the, you know, the man next to me, if he wants to do something different, that's his right. And I'm, I might not uh, agree with everything somebody does, but I, it's their right to, to have that opportunity to do that. And I can't take that away from them, and I don't want them taking it away from me. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to find where I land on all this, to be honest with you. And it's, uh, I understand what people's constitutional rights are. Yeah. Okay, so I do feel still rubbed wrong. Not for me, but on behalf of like people I know or people military, that, military, right? Yeah. I still feel weird about people choosing that time to protest. Right. That being said, I don't rush to judgment on yeah. them. I choose not to because I know what their constitutional rights are. Right. And I don't know what it's like to walk in their shoes. Exactly. And and if I can be compassionate towards that and at least saying, I only can speak for me, but at least if I can admit, I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes. And therefore, I'm not going to judge you on what you do. That's I feel like that's kind of where I end up landing is it? I still feel very awkward about it, which may be the very point in which they picked that time. Yeah. Is, is for us to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I respect you because especially in an era when it's when when it's really hard to um consider everybody's feelings and be compassionate to everybody in the room you know you still strive to do that and so for that matter i i mean i, I really respect that and i think that you know we would be a lot better off if we just try to take other people's considerations other people's worldviews and factor them in and listen it's still a process for me. I'm not. I'm not batting a thousand on that. Right. I'm not. I'm, I've got my flaws, and I get. I get emotional, and I get you know pissed off about when people I feel like are disrespecting something. But if we're gonna make any progress, yeah, I got. I got to be the bigger person too, and that and, and factor in th- everyone's feelings on stuff. Yeah, I think if you look at any time that we've ever really chimed in on social issues, it's came from a compa- uh, place of compassion. And that's exactly the that's my first reaction. I hate conflict and confrontation argument. And I I always try to keep my mind open to this other poor person's point of view. I need to do what I I need to try to understand. And so like you, I don't rush to judgment on anybody's choices. And it's hope, not easy to be and honest. I, I know, and I hope that they wouldn't rush to judgment on my choice. Right. You know, my my choice uh, to stand and salute the flag comes from my personal experiences and what I what I know and think. Yeah. All right, now we're going to get to our Ask Junior questions. As always, we take these on Twitter. You said that we didn't have that many this week. We didn't. Why not? Uh, there were a lot about politics. Oh. At Oz UB, I don't know what this person's name is. What do you look for in young drivers? Number of wins, skill in inferior equipment, sponsor backing, all the above, or none of the above? <laughs> My goodness. Well, uh... So the elephant in the room is sponsor backing. Right. We don't race without a sponsor. I don't care how badly we want to race. If we don't have the money to go to the track to do it, we can't do it. 
Uh, if a driver brings a sponsor with him, that's great. Uh, that if he already has, and th- and that's that feels, that's not, you know, that's not something that should be f- frowned upon. If you see a guy get a ride, and bring his sponsor with him, uh, the sponsor is marketing the driver. Right. So he may have created this relationship early in his career, early in his racing life, and nurtured this relationship to the much like we've done with Nationwide. We started Nationwide with a very small personal service agreement. It's grown to a full-time cup sponsor. This guy might have done the same thing, and now they're ready to jump into the next level. So if he comes along with a partner, uh, that's awesome for an owner. And so it's gotten really common for drivers, and this was, I don't know, it was it happened in the 80s and 90s as well when I was around then, but drivers would move from team to team with the same sponsor. I mean, that's, you know, they build that relationship and marketing that driver. So the sponsorship is probably, a, I mean, the spon- sponsorship is at the top of the list. Let's just be honest. Uh, then you want to look at talent. And uh, can this driver do the job if we give him the equipment? And a lot of times, in most cases, it's about the equipment. All these drivers have some innate ability to win, to race, they get to this level for a reason, but can you give them the parts and the pieces of the cars that will be competitive? So, I mean, a good example of that is we just signed Tyler Reddick for next year. Yeah. So he's got some sponsorship, but he also proved Saturday that he can win races. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the best example, best case scenario. Right. You hire a driver with a sponsor. He goes out and wins next week. So and that will help you <laughs> add additional sponsors. Yeah. So, I was sitting there watching that going, man, this is too good to be true. Right. What a great year we're going to have next year. Yeah. I mean, he, he stomped them. He did. Um, so, that, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's, you know, you wish you could just say, that's a great race car driver. Put him in the car. Let's go race. But it really comes down to one thing, and that's sponsorship. Right. Which is the way NASCAR has always been. Yes. I mean, obviously now you need more sponsorship because the price, the cost of racing is just going up. Yes. Um, but yeah, at K Goa 29. <laughs> Sorry about that. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? My gosh, hopefully having a, uh, have a couple kids and still in the booth, uh, broadcasting. Um, Really, hopefully, not too much changes. I don't really... No cup team. No cup team. Hopefully, Junior Motorsports is still here right? racing. Hopefully, nothing changes. I really like everything the way it is. Just uh, want to add some kids. Just add some kids to it. At Bo Carney asks, if you had to choose to battle one, would you choose 100 duck-sized horses or 100 horse-sized ducks? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Battling. You got to battle these, right? Yes. Well, definitely probably the duck-sized horses. I mean, uh, uh, horse-sized ducks. I don't want to battle them. Yeah. So little horses. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty easy. Be like a bunch of little dogs. I think the question is maybe 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized ducks. 
This is how they worded it. Well, it's obviously, if this is the way they want to word it, it's always going to be answered with 100 duck-sized horses. What if it was one horse-sized duck? I'd probably try the duck. One-on-one? Yeah. At my kids, daddy twenty four asked, "How is it determined who you fly with?" This week, you said you flew with Blaney Newman and Truex. Well, Blaney and Newman and Truex hopped a ride on my plane, so really, they just say, "Hey, can I catch a ride home?" And I'm like, "Yep, no problem. We got room." Blaney either rides on a team plane. Sometimes he rides with us if he's got to get home, get somewhere. If he's got to get up, go somewhere early in the morning Monday, maybe he'll try to catch a ride with us. Uh, Newman and Truex, we shared a hangar together for a while. Now me and Truex share a hangar. Um, so sometimes it's not often, but Newman will catch a ride every once in a while. Truex, maybe this is probably the only time he'll do it this yeah. year. I was nervous he was going to win and we were going to have to leave him. It's his, why? <laughs> it's his problem. I wasn't nervous about that at all. Oh. Why That's is, funny that that would make you nervous. Well, he was supposed to actually. If fly he wins, home. he just he's probably going to be plenty happy. Yeah. He's not going to get over it. He's going to be fine. He'll be totally. He'll I, be like, hey, I'm gonna. I know, but his team plane goes back to Denver, so. Well, he has a plane that could come get him. Oh, that's true. It'd just, just be in a long, hangar when we landed. It would just be a long flight. Same time. I know it'd be a long flight to go up there just to get him. Well, he's not on it. I know. <laughs> but. He was actually supposed to fly home with us from Kansas, then he won Kansas. And yeah. Well, what there. happened? Did you get nervous? No. Uh-uh. Me and Amy were talking. <laughs> me, I was talking to Amy during the race, and I was like, and we were like, yeah, he's going to have to fly into his own way home. Yeah. But then he was winning on Sunday, so I was like, man, I could. it's not like I could call you up and say, hey, are we going to just leave Truex if you he wins? You asked me. Did I? Yes. You said, what happens if he wins? I said, he'll have to find a ride home. I don't remember. Okay. I, I was talking about politics, so. <laughs> <laughs> At Kimmy for me, will you ever show us your bike ride videos again? I hear you mention them, but don't see them anymore. I don't think she might not be on Instagram. Oh uh, yeah, we um, <laughs> yeah. So about three weeks ago, um, I was on Instagram, and everybody wonders whether we read all the comments. So I was on Instagram, and I posted a ride that I took and um, usually we ride on Fridays in between practice and qualifying and then we'll ride again after practice on Saturday if we can. Um, after you turn 40, you if you don't work out and you want to keep eating the same garbage, you're going to get you're going to gain weight. So I jump on the bike so I don't have to change, I don't have to, you know, so I can still drink beer and I can still eat the same garbage I want to eat. Uh, so I ride the bike for fitness and Jimmy, when I go for a ride on Friday or Saturday, Jimmy's there, Matt's there, Chase is there, Jamie McMurray, Daniel Suarez, Casey Kane, the list goes on and on. Eric Almarola, all these drivers also ride. We all have to do something to stay in shape. Riding is the easiest. Most, uh, seems like it's like the most natural form of exercise that maybe a race car driver would take. Staying on tires, riding, driving, shifting gears. It comes in, you know, it kind of feels natural. Yeah. It's fun. But anyways, I was posting my rides, and on and a guy said, uh, one of the fans responded on Instagram that I was riding my bike too much, and none of my fans wanted to see me riding my bike. And none, nobody wanted to watch me watch these videos. This is proof that somebody does. Yes. So. 
Well, is, what a jerk thing to say. I know. He's like, man, nobody wants to see this crap. Get in your car. Have you ever gone on a <laughs> like an Instagram post and just wrote like a rude comment like that? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's having a bad day. It just I was like, damn. I was just all, I I was just sharing, you know, what I'm trying, what I'm doing. Yeah. So <clears throat> social media is about like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. For everyone. Right. Right. For you, like, hey, I'm doing this today. Cool. Yeah. This is what's up. And it and your friends. I got friends that follow me. They want to see where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm, what I'm riding my bike, or what right. the hell ever I'm doing, right? And uh, so that made me think, like, golly, I guess nobody, I guess, you know, m- not nobody, but I guess maybe this isn't as cool as I thought. So I kind of chilled out on posting Maybe if you those. do, like, one a week. Yeah. Maybe not more well, than Well, I one rode a week. the same route Friday and Saturday in New Hampshire, so I didn't post it twice. Did I even post it? I don't think you did. Yeah. Well, that's why. I'll get back to posting them for uh, at Kimmy for, for me. Kimmy at Chris Stamper one asked, "Will you drive the NBC car next year like Jeff Burton does now, even though it's a Toyota, or would it have to be a Chevrolet?" It probably have to be a Chevrolet. I have a Chevrolet personal service agreement, so I cannot drive the Toyota. And we race Chevrolets here, yeah. so has to be Chevrolet. It has to be Chevrolet, which I don't think that's very fun to do that car. No, nah. it doesn't. Yeah. And I don't think that um, – what is it – what do you get out of it? Do you, what do you think fans get out of it? Uh, I don't know because they've been doing it for so long, it right. seems, to where I don't know that you're learning anything new. Yeah. But maybe if it's a new fan, somebody who's never watched a NASCAR right, yeah, race, I guess so. that may be enlightening. When I see it, I think about how much it costs to, to get that thing to every race yeah. and whether it's worth that for the network. What's the, you know, Whether the return on it, I imagine Toyota sponsors it, spends right. the money on it, and co- pays for it. Yeah. But I, ma- I wonder whether the, the, the effort and the, the trouble, the hassle of doing it, getting it to the track. For what ends up being like a three-minute segment. Yeah, whether the segment's even that good. Yeah. I haven't really watched it enough to to know right. whether it's You're usually a little busy when this is being aired yeah. or airing, so yeah. I don't know. At Mike Elders asks, "Do you have a car that travels with you every week, or is there a, always a rental? It seems like you're always in the same vehicle. Oh, really? On all your periscopes? Yeah, well, it's a rental. Yeah, every week. I mean, it's usually always a Tahoe or yeah. a Suburban, yeah. so that's why it would look the same. TJ's always driving. You sat in the front this week. I did. I did. Yeah." The worst co-pilot ever. I still had to navigate from the back seat. <laughs> um, at Sprint76, do teams get any of the TV deal money between NASCAR and Fox NBC? Hmm. That's how they pay out the point fund, right? Yeah. So, yes. They, yeah, we got they get the a lot teams get some TV money. Yeah. Yeah. At, all, uh, the, all that has – I don't know if anybody really knows how much anymore because when the yeah. new agreement came out, they quit talking about how much prize money there was. They don't say that anymore. Um, so a lot of that stuff isn't quite as out in the open anymore. Right. Um, this guy had a weird name, but his other name was Funkatronics. <laughs> so we'll go with that. said, I'm a NASCAR novice here. What is the first step to becoming a driver? It looks cool. Oh, my gosh. He is a novice. The first step to becoming a driver, well... There, you know, you can, you can get you a four-cylinder car out of the junkyard and go race in the four-cylinder class at your local track, or you can get right in the street stocks. I would start there. That's going to cost you about five hundred bucks, probably, at the cheapest to get into that 
entry level. Not going to be very competitive, but at least you, you don't need to worry about spending a lot of money on your car. Try to learn how to drive it first. Once you start to feel like you get understanding how the car works and how to drive it and how to fix it, then you can put a little money into performance. How's that sound? That so you sound can like? race a street stock for 500 bucks. Yeah, I did. I bought, I mean, I, I went down to the junkyard, talked to a guy out of the car for $200. I rebuilt the motor. You get a re re rebuild kit for 100 bucks or something. Just gaskets. Um, rebuild the motor. I went down to the tire store into the back uh, of the tire store where they keep used tires. Got a set of used tires for 20 bucks. So you weren't very successful in this. I mean, we would run fourth to tenth. Like in street stocks, did they put fresh tires on every week? You could buy race specific tires from the track. They're those are more expensive. More, yeah, they were hundred about eighty bucks a piece or something. Oh, but those were much faster. Right, had a lot more grip. The street tires really hard. Doesn't have as much grip. But uh, you get just to get yourself on the track. You're, right. you're not going to go right out of the gate and win every damn race. So don't 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 waste all your money up front. Cause you gotta go out there, you gotta go out there and wreck that thing a few times. You will. Yeah. You gotta go out Inevitably, there. Inevitably, yeah. You gotta go out there and screw up and make mistakes. So don't, you know, don't spend all your money until you feel like you've kind of gotten the car figured out and how to drive it and and understand what you got yourself into. At Hanner, oh, you have more. For, like so, when you get your paycheck. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna be racing. So. No, but say, do you invest all of it in the market or just put a little bit in there? In the what? Stock market. Um, I do that about once a year. Right, but do you put it all in there at once? You yeah. don't invest everything like in bulk. No, you just kind of go a little at a time, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's how you should. That's invest. how you. That's how you should start investing. That's how you grow. That's how anything. you invest in your racing career. Oh, yeah, it has to grow. Yeah. At Hanner Tart asked, which track do you wish could come back to being on the NASCAR circuit? I don't. None. None. Yeah, do you have one? You're not like one of those people who's like Rockingham, nah, North Wilkesboro. Well, I used to be, but it's never going to happen, so I gave up. This is why, this is wish. Oh, man. Nashville Fairgrounds. Oh. I told you it, one, and now you're like. It, oh, it had potential to come back, and then they boo. messed up. I told you one, and that was not good that enough. That would have been cool. I, liked, I used to like that track on NASCAR Racing 2003. Yeah, it's a great track. It's a great track in real life, Tyler. Is it? <laughs> it was very good in the sim world. Mm. All I, right. That's, yeah. that's all the questions we Is have it? for this week. All right. As always, you can send your questions on Twitter using the hashtag AskJunior. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. Thursday, we've got a Mountain Dew appearance at Walmart Store 3197 in Tampa, Florida. We'll be there at 3.30 p.m. Sign some autographs. Sounds good. It's, it's open to 200 people, so call that store. Good Lord. What do you mean, good Lord? That's not a lot. That is They're a just going to have 200 people there? There's going to be 200 people, then you're going to do a Q&A, and then you have to meet some other folks while gotcha. you're there. All Friday, right. practicing qualifying in Dover. Qualifies at 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Network. I will not be in Dover this weekend. This is my last. Yeah, this I heard is the last you. I time. heard you the first time. This is the last it's time. It's like the sixth time you said that. Last time I'll ever be able to watch you race on TV. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Saturday, 
practices at 10.30 and 1. Xfinity race at 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Network. That's the second race of their chase or playoffs, whatever they call them yeah. now. Sunday, the cup race is at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Network. Your final time at Dover. Will you miss it? No, I'm not a big concrete track fan. No. You guys just tested there, what, like six weeks ago? Yeah. Probably got her dialed in. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the concrete tracks, but it's uh, I I I do look forward to each each of these last races just to just to get the laps, just to be out there driving and having fun, having fun, man. Won't be able to drive it no more after this, so got to get it, you know, got to take it all in. All right, yeah. All right, folks, enjoy the show. Uh, y'all take it easy. Have a good week. See ya.
The Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo Radio podcast on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr., at Overstreet Tyler, and at Dirty Mo Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo Radio Facebook page. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 